Fika is a very Swedish custom which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In Fika with us, we are inviting you to join us for a Fika and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University. In this episode of Fika with us, we are joined by Rebecca, a student ambassador studying here at LAU. We are here today to talk about studying the Swedish language and ways to do so online or in person. My name is Maria. Let's start the Fika. Hi, Rebecca. Hello. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, so let's start talking a little bit about the Swedish. So, uh, could you tell me a little bit more about yourself and what are you studying at LIU? Yeah, so I just started last August my master's in applied ethology and animal biology. So, in short, I am a biologist and I was born in Germany but studied in Portugal and so I am bilingual Portuguese and German. That's great. That's great. And how about Swedish? Like, have you already started learning a little bit? Yeah, so I actually started learning Swedish before I came to Sweden. So the lockdown in Portugal happened around March 2020. And I felt like I had a lot of time on my hands. But at the time, I was uh, I had already applied for Linköping University. And I was like, I'm going to use this free time and I'm going to start learning some Swedish. And so I did what a lot of people do. I downloaded Duolingo and I was like, okay, I will just do 10 to 15 minutes every day. And at least this will be, feel like something part of my routine because I was desperately trying to keep a routine during lockdown. Um, and so I just did a little bit every day and I, it was actually quite nice because when I first got here, I already knew a few random words. So from ordering at the menu, like I could recognize words like chicken or lettuce, which is very random and probably not super useful, but I was very excited about it for sure. And then when I first got here, I was uh, determined that I really wanted to learn Swedish because learning a, a new language is always a good thing. And I'm sure that it would be very, very useful. And so I enrolled in the Swedish course that the university offers to international students. But what about you, Maria? Well, I originally come from Greece and I live in Sweden since 2015 and I did it all wrong. Um, of course, like the Greek language is very different to the Swedish. So for me, like even listening to it, it was so hard to understand and embarrassing moment here but I couldn't really tell the difference of uh, Swedish and German. So sometimes uh, with the other students that they were German and they were speaking German, I was like, hmm, is this Swedish or German? Okay, I know that uh, is not a good thing to admit, but that's the reality. Um, anyway, uh, so when I first came to Sweden, um, I didn't immediately start learning the language because I felt that uh, it's okay uh, with the English everywhere. So my daily life was not affected at all. I could do my chores, I could be at the university. And then I realized over the years that um, even though it's quite okay uh, to uh, have an everyday life uh, in link shopping only with the English, then it started becoming a little bit uh, more difficult for the integrational uh, work. And that was actually something that I wanted to ask you. It seems that Swedish uh, people are speaking uh, English quite 
well. And there is no language barrier in the everyday life. Why would someone then learn Swedish? What is your opinion? Yeah, so I, I definitely agree that most Swedes know a very good level of English. So if you seem quite lost at the supermarket and you start talking English to someone, most of the time they'll be able to reply to you. Like I was very pleasantly surprised when I got here that you can actually speak to people quite naturally. But at the same time, I would say there is definitely still some language barrier. Like it's definitely not as bad as some countries I've I've been in. But there is still that natural thing that occurs, like if you walk into a room full of Swedes, they're obviously talking Swedish to each other. And the that isn't even the, the thing that I noticed the most. Like the, what was hardest for me is the, the official communication, like letters from the tax office or from the health center. They're most of the time they're fully in Swedish. And especially in the beginning, that was quite difficult. Like I had always uh, to go and grab my my translation app and translate the letter to make sure that I, I was understanding like whatever the tax office or the health center was trying to tell me, because sometimes this can be important information. And so I think that it's definitely important to learn Swedish if you're planning or at least considering staying for a longer period of time, because this official communication happens in Swedish. And it has happened to me that I've called a place and I, I've asked like, oh, sorry, I don't speak Swedish. Do you speak English? And the person just straight up said, no, sorry. And then there was just awkward silence. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I will try to call later again then. And I've definitely managed to, to figure it out. So you can call later and most of the time the another person will be able to speak English, but it is still uh, something that is there. And if you feel like learning Swedish is something that you could do, like it wouldn't be the hardest thing in the world, I definitely recommend it. But what is, where is your experience, Maria? Yeah, actually, I agree with you uh, because uh, I, with everyday things and chores like uh, calling the health center or um, the tax uh, office, then one way or another, uh, I was able to manage every time. Like I never had like major problems, but especially like with small things, uh, even like calling the health center or going there and then there might be a small joke or, you know, like this kind of uh, uh, invisible things that you cannot see. And I would say that through the language, it's also an experience of the culture because sometimes there is a phrase or a joke or um, like I remember that one day like I was going into my building um, and uh, I was talking a little bit uh, with uh, some other neighbors and then um, I could see like uh, if I would speak the language because they were uh, Swedish and then they switched the language to English for me to integrate me into the discussion. I think there would be a better connection in a way because it's not nice to always interrupt or, you know, for other people to kind of have to switch, which is very sweet when they do so and very respectful. But at the same time, uh, I felt more proud, you know, like when I was able to say a few words and a few sentences. So overall, I agree with you that it's okay, like for short term, not to know uh, much Swedish, but for the long term, definitely, it would be a very good uh, thing to do. Oh, and it's also very important about jobs, right? 
Exactly, uh, because uh, living in Sweden since uh, 2015, this is what I realized that especially the first years, I was living in my own world and, you know, it didn't matter really with the English. I was studying in English and everything was in English everyday life. But after a certain point in life, it was so hard for me. I'm coming from a sector that I deal a lot with youth work and social work, and that is a very hard sector to go with only English, unfortunately. Um, it's part of the society uh, to um, work with young people. They do not necessarily speak English, and if they do, it's not the same effect as speaking in their native language. Yeah, I think with summer jobs, it's the same thing. So if you try to get a summer job in either customer service or something like that, they usually require you to be very fluent in Swedish because most customers in Sweden are obviously Swedish. And uh, Rebecca, what's your experience with learning new languages? Do you find it difficult to learn Swedish? Um, so I, I grew up bilingual, which already gives me a pretty good advantage. Um, so I, I grew up speaking both Portuguese and German. And then in school, they teach you English, but also a little bit of French. So I've always been a bit exposed uh, to different languages. And I never found it too difficult to learn. But I think I also never went super in depth. So English was something that just um, was there over many, many years. And I it just felt like it was super easy because I didn't even notice how long it took me to dominate the English language. So now that I'm learning Swedish, even though I would definitely say it's easier for me because I have German as a base. So it's easier for me to learn new words because they might be similar and the sentence structure is similar to German as well. And so it's definitely easier, but it's been almost a year since I started and I'm noticing that like, I'm still not fluent in Swedish. I can understand quite a few uh, words, but I'm not fluent. So I would say It's definitely not something that's going to happen overnight, but I think it's very much worth it. But what about you, Maria? You're from Greece and that's a completely different al alphabet. Yeah, exactly. Um, my experience with learning languages was actually positive. When I was younger, I always liked new languages and I started since young age with English, which I love uh, and I really uh, um, uh, I was excited to uh, dedicate many hours and study and to be able to unlock another uh, level of communication. So English was always very uh, easy for me. And then uh, I was trying with some French and Spanish. It didn't go that well. Um, I was maybe like at the level of A1, uh, but never more than that. But it was not also like something that I was really drawn to. Um, but uh, I always had this kind of curiosity uh, to start learning a new language. So when I came to Sweden, uh, of course, like uh, it sounded to me uh, very exotic to listen to uh, Swedish and very different. Of course, I had this kind of little confusion with the German. But anyway, I at some point I overcame this uh, barrier. Uh, but um, uh, when I uh, started studying it for real, it is different and it is harder. It helps a bit with the um, uh, Latin alphabet, of course, but uh, the words, except the ones that are very similar to English, are uh, very different, 
structure. Um, and what I realized very early on is that some things in Sweden, you in Swedish, uh, you have to learn them as it is. There is no why. Or some phrases maybe, um, if I would try to translate them in English to understand the structure, or in Greek, it would absolutely no makes, not make sense. So I started approaching the language as something completely new um, and learn as I go with all the rules or grammar, syntax, etc. that it has. And now I would like to ask you, um, which are the common ways to learn Swedish? Um, so for me, as I've already mentioned, I started with Duolingo, which a lot of people find is not as exciting because it is quite repetitive and it is it can be quite boring for a lot of people. And I totally understand that. But for me personally, it worked quite well because I I have noticed that I approach language learning a little bit different than most people. So for me, memorizing grammar rules or uh, memorizing how to structure a sentence just doesn't work for me. And so just straight up practicing like sentences and not really making a specific connection and always having those rules in my head that works better for me, but it also makes it a little bit difficult. I would say just try it out <clears throat> and see if you like it. But for me personally, it ended up working quite well. And I st still do a little bit of Duolingo every day. And then obviously, I also signed up for the Swedish course at university. I ended up signing up directly to A2 because I had already been on Duolingo for five months when I first got here to Linköping. And so I have been doing it ever since, and now I am in B1, which is already slightly advanced, but still an intermediate level of Swedish. And it has been quite nice, uh, but because of the pandemic, it has been online, which I think also makes it a little bit harder because there's a bit less of the speaking practice. But the main thing that helps me with the Swedish course is the pressure, because you know that there's going to be an exam, you know there's going to be an oral examination, you know that there's mandatory assignments that you have to do, like either written or spoken assignments. And just that pressure that makes me do some work is very, very helpful to me because I am a bit of a procrastination uh, procrastinator. And so unless it's something that is pressing and urgent, a lot of times I will just put it at the back of my mind, which is something that I would do with Swedish if I did like an online course, for example. And so the Swedish course is very helpful in that sense, because even though some weeks might be more stressful because I have the added work of the Swedish course on top of my master's, I think in the end it has been quite worth it and now I am at B1 level, which is something that I can eventually, like if I apply for a job or something, it is something that I have a paper and proof that I have attended. It's very hard to prove to someone that you know Swedish by just showing them your Duolingo history. But I know there's a couple more methods than this. I know you've tried quite a few, Maria. Yes, exactly. Uh, so actually, I want to say uh, first first thing uh, that it's very important what you're saying, that especially for uh, job applications and your career, it's, it is very important to be able to 
improve your level of Swedish. And this is why actually I prefer the official ways because at least then you can get uh, a course completed or a program and then it is easier to say, yeah, I have been putting this effort. And even if um, the language level is still not uh, the best or perfect, at least like it shows the effort and you can prove your uh, your effort and your skills up to a certain point uh, level. Um, for me, uh, I started with online solutions. There is a course, uh, it is uh, online and free, um, made uh, from the Swedish Institute. It is available on their website and it is quite a good one, I would say. Uh, very well structured and uh, you can uh, go up to the level of uh, B2. Uh, which is really amazing because if you can study online and you can go up to uh, that high level, then that is really um, practical and good. Uh, for me, it didn't work quite well though, because as you also said, having something online and also um, not having a certain structure made by someone else, I was not able to really focus. Uh, I was studying all these years, I was working, so then having this additional step of learning the language uh, from an online pl platform, it was not motivating enough for me. Not because I didn't want to study the language, but because I couldn't really focus. I was so tired in the evenings, maybe, so I was thinking like, oh, maybe next day, next day, and that was never coming. But the quality of this course actually is uh, really good. I definitely recommend it. It's just that uh, someone has to find uh, their inner motivation to just keep the structure, let's say. Um, the other way that I have tried is a program which is like a master's. It's called Qualifying Course for Long-Term Citizens. It's for EU citizens and non-EU citizens. Uh, there are two different names, uh, but uh, it's in the same application period. And it's essentially the same course. Uh, it does the same thing. What I like with this course is that it's quite intense. Within a year, you are supposed to be qualified um, that you know Swedish and especially for career reasons. So with this course, you can study then a bachelor uh, in a Swedish language or you can have the proof for your work that I'm, I'm, I have all the necessary requirements for the Swedish language. Very, very intense. Uh, I started it last year, but I was not able to complete it. And actually, I am planning to do it uh, this year. Uh, all the people actually that I know that they have done so, they had such a good result um, in their everyday life after that. They were able to integrate better, to find jobs and to feel even more comfortable with them, with the language. Um, but uh, Rebecca, do you know any other uh, ways? Uh, because there is also uh, the course from uh, the municipality. Oh yeah, I, I have personally have not uh, tried to attend that one. But that one's available for anyone that comes to that immigrates to Sweden. I have heard from a few friends that have done both the um, the course at university and the one at the municipality. They did say that they found the one at the university better because you are getting this education from professors at the university. Um, and the waiting time might be quite long, but I have also heard from other people that they really liked it and they were quite thoughtful and they paid a lot of attention to the students. Um, so that's definitely also something that is available, but I personally found it easier to just apply at the university because then you're learning it with other international students. And I guess you feel a little bit more at home when you're included with the other university students. 
And another thing that I've started doing, which you, you definitely cannot do from the beginning, but I think it's something that helps me because it makes learning Swedish less of a chore and more something fun, was actually watching um, Swedish TV shows with Swedish subtitles. So at first you don't understand anything at all, obviously, uh, but the way I did it was just to pause it every few seconds and just put the sentence that was in the subtitles into Google Translate and be like, okay, this is what they're saying. And if you are hearing the same thing that you are reading in the subtitles, you start making quite an association between the listening and the reading, which is very useful. And obviously, if you um, don't understand it, and if you put it into translate, then you also understand what they're saying. And obviously, this is essentially what a lot of le uh, learning apps do. But because it's a TV show, and if you pick a TV show that seems interesting to you, it might not feel like learning after a while, because some sentences you just start uh, memorizing what they mean without even realizing it. And I noticed that this is actually much better for me to practice Swedish and maybe an hour has passed and I haven't even noticed. So I guess this is would be a little bit of a tip once you've had uh, some classes of Swedish and you know you understand the basics. So that's just a little tip there. <laughs> Yeah, that's great, actually. And uh, it's very important that you're mentioning the TV shows, actually, because like we often uh, neglect the very easy, approachable uh, methods or strategies to learn a language, which is, of course, like having some radio on or the TV shows. And, of course, like, speaking with the locals, I definitely neglect that all the time. Uh, even when I'm going to the supermarket or um, buying a coffee, it's a great opportunity to actually say a few sentences because they're super easy to say, hey, I would like this coffee or this uh, uh, sweet thing or cake or whatever. Uh, it's not so difficult and then it's not very risky. So I don't think that it's embarrassing at all. Um, I am kind of avoiding it, but lately I have started to pressure myself because what I noticed with uh, Swedish, at least for me, coming from Greece and having also a difficulty with the accent, that's the biggest problem for me is that I don't have any problems now reading, understanding documents, doing my shopping online, or even doing my tax declaration on my own. Like I can read, I can understand everything, I can feel uh, reassured that everything is going to be okay. But speaking for me is like the worst. I, I am so shy uh, because of my accent, which I know it's like, it has to do with me and I need to overcome this um, barrier. Um, something that I forgot to say before, when we were talking about um, Swedish for immigrants from the municipality and the qualifying course for long-term citizens, is that it is very important uh, that uh, the people who are registered to know that they are full-time courses. So it is not suggested to combine it with other studies. And that is why it was very hard for me to follow the courses. Swedish for Immigrants, are um, uh, the, the course runs for four hours almost daily. So that's quite a lot. Uh, and the qualifying course from the university is supposed to be full-time studies. So that's something that someone has uh, it, it's good to have in mind before registering to these courses, or at least to know um, what's going to come, uh, because it can be challenging to combine a lot of things. Um, so Rebecca, 
from all the um, methods that we discussed um, and the ways to learn Swedish, for you, which one do you think it worked better? I think it comes down to a combination of all of them. So if you really want to learn Swedish, just do as much as you can with your time. And yeah, so I, I've kept up my, my Duolingo just because the, the repetitiveness helps me. But obviously, um, it's just for an, an introduction. So it could never give me the speaking practice that I'm going to start needing at some point. Uh, and in that case, the courses at the university have been quite helpful. But obviously, at some point, you're going to have to start speaking it yourself. And that's why I started uh, watching the TV shows as well. So it, there is no one solution to learning a language. It's always going to be quite difficult. Um, at the beginning, you're going to be very excited because you start learning some words and it feels like you're learning very quickly uh, in a small amount of time. But eventually you're going to feel like it's much harder to make progress. And in that part, it's just very important to not give up because obviously it's something that you have to do a little bit every day. And yeah, I think it's very exciting. Like the first day that you go out and you manage to ask for a coffee on your own or just catch a few words in a conversation that the Swedes are having and you can be like, I understood that. You cannot gossip in front of me anymore. So I would say the best thing is just don't give up and, and try your hardest. Yeah, uh, I agree with all of your tips, actually. And it's pretty nice uh, what you said, that in the beginning, it's more like a fun game. Then it becomes a little bit more challenging. But I would say that, yeah, once we overcome this kind of um, challenging part and then keep on going and combining um, the methods, then I think it becomes um, uh, the best. Uh, for me, I would say uh, what I have enjoyed the most, or maybe not necessarily enjoyed the most, but uh, where I saw the biggest progress was with the um, qualifying course um, from the university. I definitely enjoyed the structure. Uh, it was pushing me. And uh, because it was uh, like a big group of uh, students, the socialization behind it, because we had uh, some common group and some informal discussions and all the students, we were so supportive to each other. So for me, that was the um, uh, method that worked the best. But I did get a very good tip from you today. Also with Duolingo, like every bit helps daily. And something fun for almost the end of this podcast, which were your first uh, Swedish words that you've learned? Oh, so the first lecture on Duolingo is actually you learn how to say man, woman, girl, boy, bread and water. <laughs> And you learn the verbs eating and drinking. So I can say the woman eats bread, which is kvinnan etter bröd, which is, it sounds ridiculous because in which context would this be useful? Um, but the thing is uh, <laughs> that it was quite funny and it helped me in, in quarantine times because Duolingo is quite random. And I think it's a bit of a mean at this point that Duolingo uh, sentences a lot of times don't make sense. But that's actually something that helped me uh, keep going. And also, like the first thing you notice when you get here is how Swedes say hi and thank you, obviously. And it's so cute to me because a lot of times people will just go hey hey and i think that's just so adorable and it's the same with thank you a lot of times when you're leaving a shop people will go tak tak which means like thank you uh and i think that's just 
a small cultural thing that I just very much appreciate because everyone just seems to be in such a good mood. I don't know. But what about you? What are your favorite words? Yeah, actually, I would say the same as you, like the first words, of course, like when I came to Sweden was, hey, hey, um, and how are you? Who am I doing, Doug? Uh, but uh, I love cooking. So I have to admit something that the, the first experience with the Swedish language was the supermarket. So basically, like I started learning all like the ingredients like uh, chicken, chicken, and potatoes, potatoes, and uh, tomatoes, tomato, and, you know, like all these kind of words. And like once I have to say that I mixed the recipe because uh, I was reading, I wanted to make a Swedish uh, chocolate cake, a sticky chocolate cake, a kladdgaka. And then in the recipe it said gnoll, uh, um, which is flour, and gnolk is the milk. And I read the opposite, uh, so I used milk instead of uh, flour. So basically I made a cake without flour and it was <laughs> like an omelette, like a chocolate omelette. And I was so sure about my Swedish. So I was like, no, 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 that's the correct recipe. It can be that I did a mistake. And then when I realized what I did, and of course I tried a little bit to see what happened there, it was like, oh, njolk and mjol is two different words. So yeah, be aware of those kind of small uh, differences in the language because it can destroy a really, really nice recipe. <laughs> I think that's very good advice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, thank you very much, Rebecca, for all the tips. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was great uh, to have this discussion with you. You have listened to Fika with us, with me, Maria, and this episode guest, Rebecca. Don't forget to follow us at Link Shopping University on Instagram and Facebook. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and that you join us for a Fika again soon. Bye!